Oh, man. It has been an eventful week in fitness. <laughs> Today we've been getting slated for offending male pregnant men. Male pregnant men. <laughs> we got well, a lot that's of... when it's going to cut to... <laughs> Welcome to the Propane Fitness Podcast. You're listening to the Propane Fitness Podcast. Your ultimate resource for fat loss and muscle gain. With none of the gimmicks. With your hosts, Yusuf and Johnny. Simple rules, dramatic results. Yeah, so we posted today about... We reposted somebody's post, <laughs> the institution of inclusiveness or something. Is that what it was? That said that we are no longer allowed to refer to pregnant women as pregnant women because they are... We can only say that they are pregnant people until their gender is specified. Um, is so that I, just because they say so? Yeah, because right. it's it's nasty to the pregnant men or the, the pregnant non-women. <laughs> the pregnant. Yeah, now... We got a lot of quite quite venomous uh, messages in response to this. Mm. My thoughts are that so I mean I, I've only I've only been studying medicine for five years so so I, I've not seen any male pregnant patients yet. It's five and a half, isn't it? That you get five, introduced to that? That's five possibly. Yeah. Um, I would say that saying pregnant people is offensive to people who don't identify as pregnant and people who are you know the, like the fox kin and the people who don't identify as people. Mm. So there are other problems there. Also, like, what if I want to identify as pregnant? Exactly. Is that, is that okay? Well, but you're being denied the ability to do that because you haven't got the biological kit to kit. be pregnant. <laughs> but you should be allowed to if you want to. Yeah. So the whole thing, I mean, this is a very I didn't think it would upset line. people so much. It, all of this is a case of where do you stop? Because somebody can somebody can decide, like actually, despite my despite the gender I was assigned at birth, biologically, I want to change that and I want to say that something different. But at what point is it then farcical to allow that person to just <clears throat> re-identify? Like I don't drive a car; I drive a dragon. Well, when you do that, the, I live in a. So the the flip side is that there were some women posting in there saying, you know what, I see being pregnant as a mark of my femininity. I see it as a privilege that only that, that I'm able to have. And I don't mm. want people um, attrib- uh, appropriating that. Mm. So we end up with multiple problems. And it's exactly the same as Manchester University have recently banned clapping in university because really? it triggers people's anxiety or it feels unsafe was the, the word that they used. They've received some backlash. So, so you're not allowed to clap. You have to do jazz hands. Oh my god! But so it's just silence. Yeah, but then they said that's offensive to blind people who can't see the jazz hands. <sighs> so I feel like you're always going to piss someone off. Like last time we posted something, well, Joe it, posted something about don't give drop Joe in it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It was don't. Oh no! In fact, sorry, it wasn't Joe. Apologies, Joe. But anyway, it said it was about women receiving unsolicited advice in the gym yep. from men. And that pissed off a different bunch of people. We then posted one thing about avocado on toast compared to Nutella on toast. And that got the most venomous response of all, which is <laughs> insane. People get more amped up about stuff on what you put on your toast. Yeah, 36 comments of just pure anger and frustration. Absolute bile. Just Even though like, there's, no, there's no emotion in, in the post. Like, it's not us, it's a guy called the fitness chef. 
he's not. In fact, there are very few words on the post. Mm-hmm. But he's just. People choose to find something offensive in that. It's either that, or they f- they seek something to be offended by on someone else's behalf. Nobody who commented today was a pregnant man, <laughs> but everyone was offended on behalf of other pregnant men. Now, I know a couple of trans people, mm-hmm. and they haven't got time for this stuff. What they want to do is they felt like they were born in the wrong gender, essentially. Mm-hmm. They were like, right, I want to reassign my gender and live a normal life, just get on with my life. Mm-hmm. And they're not interested in the, the narcissistic labelling or the, the kind of re reallocation of um, of different stuff. They just want to get on with their lives. And I, f- I feel like the people who get very amped up about this kind of thing almost aren't... Um, well, it's straw manning. Like, the, what, they're, what they're getting upset about... It, it, it could be this side of the of the coin of the equation, or the 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 direct opposite. They would still just choose to get offended, like, like looking for something to be. Offended, yeah, like so. the people who, as you say, like the women who um, are saying, like, actually, I feel pregnancy is a feminine thing, and I I'm offended, I'm upset that like they aren't commenting, mm-hmm. or at least not that I've seen one or two, one or two. But and are they getting upset? The only well, it, it mean, doesn't. <laughs> the the other thing is. Like, I've had people being offended on my behalf as a Muslim. Mm. And and whereas I'm like, look, I'm not bothered. And they're like, no, no, that's really... Like, well, if I'm not upset, you, you don't have to go and... Take, like, I, take I punched that, that guy who was eating bacon that time. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Whirling yeah. a ham and, and, and eating bacon. And I appreciate the sentiment, Johnny, but you mm. really didn't need to, to go and punch But you should be guy. offended, man. Like, it's, easy, it's much easier to be offended because you can... You get more attention for it and stuff. Speaking of offended... We have some pretty... So so the other big thing that's happened in the fitness industry, two things. Number one, Alan Aragon has been accused of being a serial sexual harasser. Yeah. And Charles Poliquin has died. Very sad. Yeah. Very sad. So we probably have some quite unconventional views on the Alan Aragon situation. Not on the Charles Poliquin. <laughs> but not on Charles Poliquin. <laughs> Just to quickly say on Charles, like, he was... So for those of you who have followed fitness for a long time... He was an icon, wasn't he? he? This guy, honestly, has shaped so many concepts, has coined so many ideas. He's, he wrote a lot of the original articles that were circulated in the fitness industry online, wrote for a website called T-Nation. Um, his brand is still going. Poliquin. So, very sad. If you don't know much about him, give him a Google, because there's so many interesting things that he's done. I think the the circumstances surrounding his death have been um, kept quite private. Kept private, yeah. yeah. Which so I think Fair he's got his right to privacy there. Hey, Johnny here. Just a really quick interruption to this episode to let you know about a resource we now have up and running on propinfitness.com. One of the most popular questions we get from readers and listeners is, hey guys, what would you recommend for my starting calories for fat loss or muscle gain? How much protein, carbs, fat? How many calories should I eat to begin my journey as a starting point? Normally, this is something that we do for clients when they come into our program, The Propane Protocol. But recently, we have opened up the calculator that we use for all of our clients so that you can get a free calculation, a free starting point of what we would recommend if you were to start as a client with us for your protein, carbs, fats, and calories overall 
for either fat loss or muscle gain, customized to you and your goal. If you want to get access to that, it is totally free. You just have to go to propinfitness.com forward slash calculator, enter your information, and we will send your macros and your calorie recommendations to that email address. And we'll also send you a few free resources over email just to pad that out and ensure that you have the best possible chances of reaching your goals in fat loss and muscle gain. Hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. So Alan Aragon, this is an interesting case where he posted something about his alcoholism and basically apologized for his um, his behavior as an alcoholic. People started commenting saying, yes, but that doesn't excuse you being an asshat, alcoholic or not. Um, you sexually harassed me. And then people also saying, oh, well, you also sexually harassed this person and this person. And it's caused him an absolute avalanche to his, I mean, to, obviously to his PR, but, <laughs> but also... Um, very bad timing. Martin Burkan from Lean Gains post he he wrote a book, and it had been about ten years in the making. It was a long time for this book to come out. People were who had been following him for some time were so eager for this book to come out, and he got Alan Aragon to write the foreword for this book, <laughs> and it came out a week before one week <sighs> before these sexual harassment allegations came out. And Burkhan has literally been waiting 10 years to write the book. <laughs> After people, like, completely nicked his oh, ideas, God. you know, with what but was he's it, the 16 really diet. he's had his lot, hasn't he, online, Burkhan. He's, I mean, he's been really an unlucky been man. The ring. <laughs> so <laughs> so Burkhan had to write an article being like, so I think it said something like, fuck you, Alan, I've, <laughs> I've been waiting to post this book for a long time. And, and now I've got to pay to get it rewritten. <laughs> I've yeah. got to have the, the forward taken out. I think this podcast really is the dangers of the internet, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's not a popular opinion or it's not a popular thing to say, especially when someone is accused of something of the order that Alan has been accused of, because it's very, obviously if all those accusations are true and I'm sure the accusations have significant grounding, but if they're true, horrendous that he's done those things, etc. However, if you consider, like, just have a look on the internet at some of the stuff that people are saying about Alan, about the the way that it's snowballing and that everybody's chiming in with an opinion. Well, he's, he's got threats to him and his family yeah. and so on. Yeah. So, so, so consider the opposite, that none of it's true. Mm -hmm. And then look at the fallout that he's had. Because this, this hasn't been through anything other than the internet as a... As a there's a process. This is why we need a lawyer on the podcast. Because, <laughs> like, we, you know, we, we live in a system where we subscribe to the justice system and so witch hunt or not the idea of oh there's no smoke without fire is quite a fallacious statement to make um because if you run by that logic then you could make any accusation to anyone <laughs> and be like oh well no smoke without fire you did it um yeah. so which is just slander yeah, and like obviously the, the the probability of of Alan having done these things, considering multiple people have accused him, is very high. But at the same time, that if you subscribe to the justice system and you believe in um, in justice being you know, taking its uh, its course, then you don't pull the trigger too early. Mm. And actually, the problem is people are going to misinterpret that as us saying <laughs> that 
this excuses Alan's actions or that mm. we're defending him or anything. That's absolutely not the case. And David Cameron, and I think Cameron and Corbyn had a debate about this where Corbyn was saying that bin Laden shouldn't have been shot in the circumstances that he was. He mm. should have been put to trial because otherwise we're stooping to the same level of the terrorists by just executing without trial. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and Cameron was like, oh, you're defending... And it's like, mm, that's a straw man because mm. you're not yep. defending bin Laden at all. I suppose it's a little different when... <laughs> I mean, Alan Larrigan didn't blow up the Twin Towers. But... Yeah, and you're not like a, the Marines... With a, you know, in a very dangerous situation, dealing with like the most wanted man in the world, thinking, actually, I've got about five seconds to make a call here. Mm-hmm. I've pulled the trigger. I'll probably get criticised. But like, I bet if you ask the Marines, I bet they're like, you fucking do it, then, mate. Mm-hmm. Like, you go get Bin Laden and you capture him <laughs> <laughs> without shooting him. But, but anyway. Yeah, true. So like, the, these things, so the Alan Aragon situation, that is a difficult problem to solve. Like, we are faced with a set of evidence or a set of statements and a situation that either did or didn't happen, right? Regardless of where your emotions lie on the, on the on so side. sifting through those statements and cross examining and all that, that is a job for the courts. Yeah. Cause, that, Cause that's complicated. That's difficult. That's something that like you and I couldn't do. And then it means justice will be served accurately to him. Well, so, so, you know, and you can, you can say, oh, well, the legal system's broken, but there has, there still has to be a process. And the process that we currently have is the legal system. So it's unfair for someone to be almost proven guilty on Facebook, essentially, mm-hmm. without going through the, what is the predefined system. I see. And there's a, if we just say very neutral to it and say he's either innocent or guilty, and there's a, there's a 50-50 chance, lots of people have presented evidence. There are plenty of murder cases where there's heavy-weighted evidence on both sides. Mm-hmm. And if that was just decided on people's sentiment on Facebook... On witch hunts, then yeah. Yeah, it would be very dangerous. Well, so, it wouldn't be allowed. Well, yeah, exactly. And I, well, I, so I was in an Uber the other week where the, God, <laughs> this the, um, the driver said... Is it, so I asked him why he had a dash cam that was facing inside the car. Oh, my God. And he was like, oh, I had a couple of, couple of girls in the other day that were uh, I, they refused to pay. And then they were like... Well, he was South African. <laughs> In Newcastle. <laughs> I know, it was quite unusual. Um, you refused to pay, and, and I was like, girls, you got to pay, and they were like, no, because we're going to say that you touched us. And, oh, and my was, God. And I was like, oh, no. So I got the dash cam, and it's uh, so... <laughs> and he's just this guy that's like, right, I, if I get accused, there'll be a witch hunt, and very difficult, then people start to say no smoke without fire. Yeah. And the interesting thing that... And it's a very common defence that happens, and we got this today with the pregnancy thing, is that as soon as someone has a, an opinion that you maybe don't agree with on an emotional level, that person is by default a bigot and a mm. terrible person and insensitive and all, and all these things. And it's, it's a very easy bit of mud to throw because then it's like... Especially when someone's opinion is appears to be from a moral high ground or a, moral, a morally superior position. So to say... So Alan has been accused of something. If that is true, that's awful. Mm-hmm. And Alan certainly should not be doing that and should be punished accordingly. So when someone makes an accusation to say to the accuser, actually, you know what? That's not the right way to deal with that. You're creating a snowball effect that Aaron is never going to be able to defend online. You should go down the legal process. It should be kept completely private until there's evidence from the legal system. You are then insensitive. I see. That's an insensitive opinion. But if you're on this state of moral high ground, then... Um, no one else is allowed to have an opinion, 
Although, so um, <laughs> well, so again, with the with the gender stuff, like we are, well, the, the the we are seen. The post is seen as being critical of somebody or critical of something. And to so be honest, defending that is the moral high ground. Isn't that, it? That's it. And like you know, as you said, the, the there was a different group of people that were offended by making fun of the opposite. Like we are equal opportunity piss takers, and we will <laughs> take the mick out of anybody and everyone. It's nothing. It's not personal, and it's not. Um, and, you know, I, I will personally apologise sincerely to any pregnant man that was upset by the post. But I, so far, I haven't seen anyone who, mm. who was. Um, Everyone's just getting offended in case someone else is getting offended. Kind of preempting it. Um, I think that, like, really, so all this stuff, I and mean, this is not uh, this is not the Alan Aragon situation. It's obviously very different. But just the this world of being easily offended is is going down a direction where like, no two people can have a conversation, especially in public, without offending someone. Well, you can't have a conversation because that's offensive to deaf people, isn't it? So Yeah. Um, you should, everyone should Google and look up Rowan Atkinson's attitude to this. Right. Because I think we spoke about this briefly, just that... In fact, a lot of comedians... Yeah, and I, I, so Ricky Gervais, Rowan Atkinson, um, Peter... What's his name? Peter something. Kay. <laughs> Peter Kay. Um, and Stephen Fry... Mm. all have very good opinions on this. And, and, and because they are comedians, they, that, that's because they're, they're having to defend their livelihood there. They're mm. saying we need to be able to make jokes about things as soon as something becomes sacred and um, a kind of immune status from having fun made of it. Mm. That becomes a very dangerous, tyrannical mm. society very quickly. Well, you can't control all of speech. And so someone is at some point going to say something that offends you. You can't remove that as a possibility. And so would you rather have been, when that happens, would you rather have been never offended before or offended daily, weekly, Mm -hmm. really badly and and just learn to deal with it and learn to realise that actually I can have my own opinions. They can be different to someone else's, but that doesn't necessarily matter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And in the case of the pregnancy thing, if I have a, a pregnant patient and... I refer to them as a, as, a, as a woman in some, I don't know why that would, but, and they said, oh, actually, I refer to myself as a man. I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, and, and, you know, refer to them as, as a man or, or as a whatever gender they they want to from that point. It's, it's not a case of refusing to, to um, give people that respect, but it's simply that if you start asking pregnant women on an obstetrics ward, excuse me, what's your gender? Mm. They are, you're going to get laughed out of that. Well, and you'll offend them. You, and you will, you, you'll offend the... Yeah, someone posted the statistic of female to male trans, and I think it was like 0.004%, and then multiply that by the percentage of the ones that are pregnant. Mm. It's a very small number. Mm-hmm. And so to offend the the vast majority, in case one of them identifies... As something different but doesn't doesn't <laughs> mm. say that explicitly well like so so even taking it from a statistical perspective like every decision you make has a consequence so if i decide to dye my hair pink i am making a decision knowing that there is a consequence or a likelihood of a consequence which is someone somewhere will probably take issue laugh at me with it yeah point at me like you were saying can we talk about your nose ring yeah so you you felt like you had to take your nose ring. That was very respectful. Johnny asked. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to offend you, because <laughs> you know, offending you would be the worst thing I could that I could possibly do. Um, you felt like you had to take your nose ring out for the exam. 
Yeah, but true. you did that offend you? No, like it was. Well, so, so th- th- that's another thing. There is yes, of course. I have this model in my head of how the world should be, mm-hmm. <laughs> of that no one should should take issue with how everyone dresses, and we should all be allowed to do that. And yeah, yeah, mm. okay, fine. But the world isn't like that, and I know that if I do certain things that just because I think they're acceptable, um, and I get um, a, you know fail an exam because a nose ring looked unprofessional or whatever, in someone's opinion, then that's my fault. I need to take responsibility for that, not to suddenly blame the world for that but to say you know what like i i i know what they're like and so i need to react accordingly and this is where things do get a bit murky because we interviewed andy morgan a few couple of years ago (laughs) and he said about johnny saying like look you're you're a big guy if you're wearing a tight t-shirt and you're in a pub um you might be encouraged like like and you're in a rough area someone might hit you Mm. And so don't wear a tight T-shirt. And some some people likened that to rape culture by saying, like, oh, she shouldn't have been wearing that because she was encouraging it. And, yeah, absolutely, the world shouldn't be like that. And there shouldn't be rapists or people that punch you in pubs and, and that kind of thing. And that, I absolutely agree with that. Mm. But the world isn't like that. There is a set risk of those things happening. And so you need to minimise that risk. Like, you can go walk around the jungle barefoot and say, oh, I got bitten by a snake. Like, that snake shouldn't have done that. Like, mm. that, I'm so upset. Well, yeah, but the snake is a snake and snakes go, snakes are going to snake. <laughs> they always do. So It's one of the few things we can be sure of. Snake's going to snake. But, the, like, you went and got a nose ring knowing that, like, there's a set of consequences with this. Mm-hmm. Like, you made a decision because it's something that... You want to identify with it's something you want to do. You feel like it puts you across. Well, I'm part of the nose ring community now. Or the reality, which I know, which is that you outsource your fashion advice, and it was that was a crowd. Oh, don't tell them that, man. <laughs> but but anyway, like if I'd said to you, um, or if you'd said to me, like I'm gonna I'm gonna get a nose ring, but I never want you to make fun of me. Like that's unreasonable, isn't it? it like it, and ironically, you're probably going to be sat there like bursting to make even fun. more. Yeah. And so it's not so much that, like... Like, I knew a guy who was called Solomon. <laughs> Soliman. And he was like, my name is Soliman, not Silliman. <laughs> and then, obviously, people just called him Silliman. It's the, like, do not press this button effect, isn't it? Do not open this door. <laughs> like, no one was thinking Silliman. But he just planted the idea. Um, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. So, like, if you want to identify in any way you want, that's fine. Like, you're more than allowed to do that. However... People are people. There will be consequences. Yeah. And especially on places like Instagram. Mm-hmm. And especially on places like social media. And if you're, if you're choosing to spend your time trying to defend an opinion that is probably going to inflame and annoy and aggravate a lot of people on social media, that you are just creating problems in your life. Yes. Just live a simpler existence. Live a simpler existence, or if if it really is too much of a, a burden, you can go to a safe space, and then you'll be in an echo chamber where you're able to reflect these ideas with yeah. like-minded people. Yeah. The the problem there, from a psychological stability point of view, is that you are sooner going to be able to change yourself than you can change the world. And when people have anxieties about certain things, like like clapping, for example, or whatever else you can try and ask the world to avoid that thing and to 
try and insulate yourself from it. But if something slips through, then you've sensitized yourself. And then when it happens, you have an overwhelmingly bad reaction to it. And a lot of the, um, the psychology, the, the, what, what, what clinical psychologists will do for people with phobias, anxieties, stresses, is to throw yourself into it head, mm. head forward, head, head forward, headlong. Well, yeah. And head first, head first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Head first. Feet last. <laughs> Ankles second last. Exposure therapy. Ankles second last. <laughs> because then you will start to develop a, a tolerance to that thing. Well, yeah. Like in the same way that you don't get a bigger squat by just hoping that it's going to happen. Like you expose oh. yourself to stress and there's an adaptation to the stress. And there's, I, I mean, like, Johnny and I have done this with the podcast, even or we're speaking to camera or doing videos or anything like that. We, when we started, wrote a blog because it's comfortable. You're writing it behind a behind an anonymous screen. And eventually, as we started doing videos, we found it. Both of us found it really scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. And it's the little red light, isn't it? When you live to twenty thousand people and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you misspeak and you start going red in the face, and you've got to try and adapt. But yeah, it that point that you made of like is it easier to convince everybody else to agree with you or to just remove your need and consistent desire almost to be offended by something? And you can still you know, still be an activist. You know, there are definitely big, you know, there's major causes to dedicate yourself towards. There are people with people getting starved and biological weapons and genital mutilation and pregnant women being referred to as women. Um, so th- there's loads of major causes that you can dedicate to in, in the, in the world. Well, yeah, but... So like getting offended on Instagram is not going to change anything, mm-hmm. but like go and rather than spending your, your time trying to convince five people, for example, that they are wrong while they are trying to convince you that you are wrong. And both of you are just going to push back harder. Take this as set up a charity or, or, yeah. or dedicate yourself Be to proactive. a charity. Instead of being reactive and getting offended on the internet. But okay. we get, I mean, here we are just a vessel for communication, aren't we? <laughs> we, we, deal, it, we deal in traffic and clicks and comments and we see it. it well, this we is see an thing. aggregated version of it. But. And you end up sat at the helm of this dashboard where you're posting stuff, not even because it reflects your views, but just because it's polarizing and people engage with polarizing content mm. um the the stats show and you know the, the machine learning algorithms of facebook newsfeed show that outrage is the most um engaged and clicked emotion to mm. to stimulate and so the, the machines just start showing more and more outrage to people or outrage inducing stuff and so the nutella versus avocado example is perfect for that and ultimately Everyone just wants to gain followers. James Smith, we had a chat with him a couple of weeks ago, and he talked about this, where he says, look, I'll just, I'll swear a lot and post a lot of polarizing stuff because people get engaged with it. People follow me, and the ones who don't, unfollow me. And that's fine, because they're not the ones that I wanted to speak to in the first place. Yeah. And people go on his live streams and... Berate him. Say some really, really (laughs) nasty things, and he just ignores it. But, you know... That, I actually saw a live stream. consequence. That is the consequence. And, and you, you, you guys, you're very welcome to berate us. And, you know, that's, again, that's Well, this of... podcast has a consequence. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, post some angry comments and that's... I, I think it, we're, all we're trying to put across is, like, this is a, a game where no one is going to win online. Like, no, no, you're never going to be in a situation where you're commenting on an Instagram post and the other side of the argument decide to back down. 
it's never going to happen. You're mm-hmm. all and if even if that starts to happen, you'll get someone else coming in saying something extremely inflammatory. Like there are a few comments. If you read the comments on the post we're talking about, some people have written things that are there purely for information <laughs> that are. I, you know, funny, really funny. But just to poke the bear. But really. they are literally just trying to piss people off. Mm-hmm. And if the people who are getting pissed off continue getting more pissed off, there will be more people with an endless stream of jokes just to make it worse. And it's because it's not the it's not the right forum to try and change people's minds. Charities and public work is where that work should be done. The only real... Um person that lost out on this whole thing is Burkan. <laughs> <laughs> and Burkan has been right all along. That's we definitely have to talk about that another day. <laughs> There's been so many times where because we've been following Burkan since the early days of Lean Gaines, two thousand eight, and there's so many things that he's said that over the years we're like, ah, oh, Burkan was right. No, even, he was. In fact, even when I read his book, I was like, mm. God damn it, Burkan. <laughs> Just right all just along. ahead of the curve, wasn't he? He was right at the beginning, and he just continues to be perpetually right, and he's just been fucked over by the rest of the fitness Absolutely industry online. shafted by Alan Harrigan. We'll just do a Burkine episode. Fine. Guys, let us know your thoughts, and we will speak to you next week. Okay, bye, Dan. Hey, Johnny again. Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Propane Fitness Podcast. We have a short request and a potential prize for you. If you enjoyed that episode, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It just helps the podcast reach more people and allows us to devote more resources and time to making this podcast better every single week. In return, we are going to be selecting one of the reviews, announcing it live on the podcast every single week, and sending you two of our programs completely free of charge, both Faster Fat Loss and the V-Taper program. One is obviously a fat loss program, eight weeks long. One is the V-Taper program, which is muscle gain focused on the upper body, designed to basically get you a massive bench press, huge chest, and a massive chin-up. Who doesn't want those things? So we're going to be sending both of those to the best review. And all you have to do in order to enter this prize draw to win those two programs is to head over to iTunes or head over to propinfitness.com to get the link for the podcast and then visit iTunes that way. And leave us a short review with your honest feedback, your honest comments. Let us know what you think of the podcast, what we can do better, what you like, what you don't like. And you'll be automatically entered into the prize draw to win one of these programs. We'll see you on the next episode. And we hope to be shouting your name out very soon. Shout, shout, shout.